Cross the Netflix stream. I'm Ward. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Cross the Netflix stream.com. Welcome to the Weekly Watched. I saw Booksmart, Men in Black International, The Walking Dead Season 9, Harry Potter, and The Goblet of Fire. Up first is Booksmart 2019 movie directed by Olivia Wilde. On the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. This is just a well-written movie. It rises above the typical teen party movie genre. The best friends are well-developed. They have great chemistry. They're played by Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein. The movie is also a message about balancing fun and work. It's full of these awkward moments of misunderstandings, which makes the movie very relatable. You're going to see something there that you either that either happened to you or something similar happened to you, and it's just really good at that. The opening really sets the tone for this. It's rebellious. It's confident. It's a decry. Man, I just really like this movie, and I liked very early on how it takes a surprising turn. You've got Beanie Feldstein playing Molly. And the movie kind of acknowledges that she can be a bit much. She isn't actually likable. Um, But this really, like, she's in the bathroom. Of course, it's the old trope where she overhears people talking about her. And they really tear her down, and you start feeling bad for her. And then she comes out, and she starts telling them what's what and how she's going to a great school, and she's better than them, and they're nothing. And they're like, yo, man, I'm going to a good school. Like, it completely shuts her down. Like, you felt a little bit bad for her. And you're like, oh, man, she deserved everything she got. She really is difficult. And it's just really cool the movie does it because most movies, the protagonist, you're just supposed to like them, whether they're likable or not. So I like that this sets that up, and it also sets up the main plot of the movie where Molly realizes, oh, wow, she worked hard throughout school, never partied, never had any fun. And all these other people that balanced school and fun, well, they're going to Ivy League colleges too. You know, it didn't really get her anything more. All she did was lose out. And so that's just a neat message the movie has. It's the type of the movie it's the type of movie that really feels like the writers pulled from personal experience. It's just the situations, the characters, what sometimes feels exagger- exaggerated. It feels like it's based in reality. Neat movie. Really enjoyed it. You should definitely check it out. I watched Men in Black International 2019, the fourth of the franchise. It started in 1997. It's going on for 20 years, which is crazy. This one stars Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson. The Men in Black aren't just protecting Earth from aliens been on destruction, but must also find the mole in their organization. And the problem with this movie, it is just so painfully average. It is a retread of the Men in Black universe. There's nothing new, and it's this movie's content to just provide an adequate action movie. It's not as fun as it could be, not as fun as it should be. The characters aren't developed well. This doesn't have any fun with alien conspiracies. I mean, the whole point of the original Men in Black was to poke fun at humans and who could be aliens, who might be aliens, and all these crazy tabloid stories. Oh, they're actually real. This movie doesn't care. It's not bad, but all it did was make me want to watch the original from 97 for a version of what this should have been. This is a movie that in a few months, I will completely forget the plot. And a big part of why I like Men in Black, the original 97, is that it just it created this crazy world. All these conspiracies, every single one of them is real. Every alien story we've ever heard, it's real. The movie had a lot of fun with these perceived discrepancies of the world. And also, it had Will Smith in the lead at the height of his popularity. 
And you know what? There was a second and a third movie in the franchise. I don't remember. I remember the third movie had young Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones portrayed by Josh Brolin. That's all I remember from the other two movies. And that's telling. This movie's going to be the same thing. This is the third sequel, and it's the first without Will Smith. Neither Hemsworth nor Thompson have Smith's charisma, but the writing also doesn't do them any favors. I mean, they do a pretty good job of what they have, but these characters are flat. They are not nuanced people. There aren't any quotable lines or no YouTubeable scenes like Will Smith's applica- application sequence, where you know he pulls the desk across the room and it's loud and annoying. Where you know he shoots a little girl and everybody else shot an alien. You know, those were some fun scenes. This doesn't have anything like that. I mean, there's a couple of attempts, but there's no success. And I'm going to go back to the 97 movie again. That movie introduced us into this covert world. But this movie can't do it because the franchise has already been there. This movie, all it does is just check off the boxes, those staples of the franchise. Black suit, boom. Sunglasses, neuralizer, transforming car, shiny weapons, surprising celebrities that are actually aliens, and an alien threat. It just It's a retread. There's no reason for this movie to exist. The villains of this movie... They seem like a ripoff from The Matrix Reloaded. They're twins that can phase through physical objects. There's no development to them. I don't know. Like, it just, it's weird. And there's a little bit of twist there. Who cares? I just don't know why this movie doesn't have fun with what could or who could be an alien in these tabloid-type stories. I mean, like, with the state of the world, you'd think you'd have more fun with how aliens are interacting with the world, with America even. And it just seems primed to interject comedy into that, and it doesn't do it. This really, it feels like kind of a, a budget spy movie that's dressed up with sci-fi cladding. It's forgettable. The Walking Dead Season 9. I know The Walking Dead has problems. I still watch it. I mean, it's it's enjoyable enough for me to keep watching it. But admittedly, in Season 4, I gave up. I just quit because I'm like, this show is too dumb for me to keep watching and I came back because there's just no other, not a lot of other shows with zombies, and I like that. This season, its biggest fault is that uh, Rick Grimes and who is it, Maggie? Yeah, Maggie. Uh, I can't remember who, which actors play those characters, but the actors in real life, they had other commitments. They could not film the entire season, and basically the show's like, okay, they can't be here. We're not going to kill them off. We're going to leave them in the show, but we're just going to completely skip over them, and have characters every so often say, hey, I wonder what happened to Rick or Maggie. Who knows? Guess we'll see him one day. It just, at least wrap that up some kind of way instead of saying, oh, I wonder where they could be. What annoys me this season, especially, is that I'm not going to go too much into Rick, but in essence, something happens to him, and we just skip ahead six years, and they're like, oh, man, Rick just disappeared. Dang, I wonder, that's crazy. I wonder why we haven't found him. It's just so, It's so dumb. And either kill him or just let people know what happened. And like, hey, he's just gone. I guess we have to give up. But like the way they do it is just so bad. I do like this season. It has some new human villains. Because I mean, The Walking Dead, any human you meet is going to be a part of a group and they want to kill you. That's just kind of the way these things go. I will say this season, it didn't have Negan. Negan was a lot of fun. Just over the top. Jeffrey Dean Morgan completely killed that role in such a great way. It was a lot of fun just watching him chew the scenery. He's in this season a little bit, but he's not really Negan. We get some new villains. They're not bad. I mean, it's kind of weird. We see a snowstorm. I don't know if there's been snow in any other seasons. I mean, this is season nine. You would thought you would have seen snow. In this season, it's a really big deal. Snow is really tough on them. I don't know. I mean, 
it's not bad, but it's just not good. It's not something where I'm like going like, oh man, what a great show. It just they got a great concept, and that's kind of start and stop of it. And in season eight, I usually post most of my reviews to my website. Season eight, I did not post to my website because I realized when I got to the end of it, oh, I really wasn't paying attention to this at all. I wasn't paying attention close enough to really write a review. Now, season nine, I probably could write a review. Will I? I don't know. We'll see. That's just, that's the walking dead for you. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. This is all the way back from 2005. It's Harry's fourth year. He finds himself competing in a hazardous tournament between rival schools of magic, which is distracted by reoccurring nightmares of Voldemort. You know, I will say this is kind of like the peak of the Harry Potter movies. After this, they went downhill, but this one was a great send-off. This has a lot of touching moments. The kids continue to grow up. You have hero, uh, you have Harry kind of embracing, I don't want to say his hero complex, but he's becoming more of a hero, even if he's a bit reluctant. The movie provides more spectacle as the movies were becoming more popular, but the stakes are also much higher. This is dark. It's like the third one. But being this dark is inevitable when the most evil wizards close to returning. The nice thing about this movie is that it's driving force of the tournament isn't a bad guy. You know, all the other movies, we've had some bad guy, bad spirit, bad whatever. And so this is a nice change of pace that there's still some high stakes. There's still something pressing, but it doesn't feel like we're just a retread of what we've seen before. The movie isn't about escaping evil, but it's about developing Harry's abilities, which he's going to need because he's got some crazy stuff going on. So when I first saw, like I first, when I first started getting into Harry Potter, I watched the first four, four movies are all out. The movie hadn't released yet. Goblet of Fire is my favorite. After seeing them a second time, I think it's probably Azkaban, but they're both really good. I mean, the first movie's a lot of fun, setting the origin, setting the stage for this, but the third and fourth movies are just really good movies. I gotta give the third an edge. Third was darker, this one continues that, and one of the first scenes in this movie is Voldemort killing a minor character. At Hogwarts, of course, every year's at Hogwarts, we don't have a Basilisk, we don't have a Fugitive, We've got the Triwizard Tournament, and it's finally it's something positive, and it should be. We need a break from these people at Hogwarts. So, you know, there's a big thing about Harry being selected for the tournament, even though he's underage, and there's some drama there. And in every task, his considerations are broader than himself. Everybody else wants to win. Harry wants to save everybody. That's telling. That's kind of his, I don't know, maybe it's his hero complex, but it's not like he wanted to be in the spotlight. That's something he's always tried to avoid. He just wants to save everyone. And, but it is it's based more on circumstance than its past. And like, oh, you know, I've got to save people because Voldemort's just intrinsically, he wants to help people. This movie does have a few gaps in magic. I mean, there are gaps in all the movies, but there were some big instances in this movie where I thought, well, why don't they just use magic here? I mean, magic usually in these movies is more of a curiosity than, you know, a well-reasoned addition to the world. But this movie's just a bit glaring at times. I do wish this movie had fleshed out the other tournament champions. They're cool characters because we're told, hey, these people are cool. You should like them. But developing them more really would have made their plights more important. And one thing I didn't like is that we see Harry best these ch different challenges. Well, how do these other wizards do it? You know, I would like to have seen how they did it. I'm sure it should be different. But we only see Harry's perspective. And I just felt like we kind of lost out on that. This makes it easy route for Harry and want him to win. That's only because we haven't seen anybody else. You know, maybe I want Crumb to win. I don't know. The movie doesn't show me that. Stakes are high in this movie, and we see Death Eaters. They look pretty cool. Not as menacing as Dementors. Voldemort is finally back. He emerges. And this movie is just bigger. It's got more effects. The main villain's fully revealed. 
And I kind of missed the smaller focus the previous movies had, but Voldemort and Harry facing off is a big moment. Now, after this, to me, the movie franchise, I just don't care anymore. You know, it just got so big and unwieldy, and the books kept getting bigger that movies did not grow because, you know, you really can't do long in two and a half hours. And it just didn't capture that. I've, well, I've gone back and I've watched the first four after years and years and years. I'm going to stop at the fourth one. I have no desire to watch the rest of them. And that's it. That's what I watched this week. Tune in next week because I will have watched more and I will be telling you about it. Go to our website, crossthenetflixstream.com. This is your portal to find us on social media, our written reviews, news. You can email me directly, ward at crossthenetflixstream.com. Go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player. Rate this, review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix, so you don't have to.